1: Welcome back to Behind the Business Curtain. I am your host, Ryan Hansen, and today we've got Ryan Hayden joining me again. We are going to be talking about the design phase for developing software. This is the third part of our uh, podcast series where we're going to talk about everything that goes into designing an app. I hope you enjoy it as much as I will. Ryan H. Thank you for joining me. Also Ryan H. on the podcast. Not to confuse the guests. uh, I appreciate you coming on. How are you doing? Yeah, man. always a pleasure. Doing
2: great. So just got off a discovery meeting client and uh, went super well. And um, yeah, things are going
1: awesome. Yep. I am excited about that one. Um, It is coming out. Eventually we will have a... uh, kind of a mini documentary showing how the software is helping them succeed. Um, So let's get right into it. Today, we're going to be talking about the design phase. Up until now, we've talked about the blueprint meeting, how Mm -hmm. a proposal is built, and that is the estimate for how much something is going to cost, basically how many hours it's going to take to develop. And -hmm. today we talk about design. I'll let you take it away because I am not the creative behind the design phase. All right. So uh, the way the design phase works,
2: it's usually two weeks to a month um, where it's sort of a halfway point between when we conceptually have an idea of what we're supposed to build. We get that out of our discovery phase and our blueprint meeting. Mm-hmm. And um, before we start actually building the software. And so our goal in the dev- design phase is when we're done to have sort of a pixel perfect prototype of everything that we've come up with in our discovery phase. And so what we'll do is we start with just a list of user stories um, that we give and wireframes that we give to our UI designers. Yeah. Uh, And the UI designers job is to take those and make something that's absolutely beautiful. And I do think we make beautiful software. All right. Uh, looks very very good. One of our founders is an amazing um, UI designer, and so that's a that's always been something that we've been we, we've we've considered to be super important is that it has to look great. Um, so we take that software, or we take those user stories, and we make uh, a prototype in an app called Figma um, that that matches your brand identity and looks absolutely beautiful. And, uh, yeah. and like everything else we do, uh, we involve you as a client in the entire process. So there's constant calls, constant, Hey, we need to change this. I don't like the way this looks, you know, and, uh, but the goal is to finish design phase with a prototype.
1: Got it. So this is what the app is going to look like in its final state. So it's not functional yet, but the client gets a chance to see it and say, oh, this looks amazing. I want things to be arranged in a different way maybe if there's feedback and this is where we take it. So um, just to define things, can you explain the difference between UI and UX and what those stand for?
2: Yeah, so UX, there's two kinds of designers in the app development world. Uh, there's probably more than that, but two main kinds, sure. UX and UI. So UX stands for user experience, mm-hmm. and they're more concerned about how the app works. Um, they're concerned about, like, uh, is it usable? Um, is it meeting the client's goals? Is the user having a good experience? Like, we were looking at an app today, that was very obvious. It was immediately obvious to me that a yep. UX designer had never looked at it because it was like, you'd never be able to figure this thing out without somebody walking you through every step of the way. I mean, where you you couldn't find anything. It yeah. was just awful. And so UX designers are a super big part of the process. And UX designers do the majority of their work in our discovery phase with the wireframes, and um, as we, you know, go through the user stories and whatnot, um, helping us come up with the best user experience. UI designers, their job is a little bit different. Their job is actually to take uh, the 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 skeleton and put, uh, you know, skin and makeup and clothes <laughs> on it. You know, like their their job <laughs> to is to not make go it full Halloween good. on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Their job is to make it look good. And so usually they're the ones that are, you know, more, I don't want to say they're more creative because I think everybody, our developers are creative. Everybody on our team is creative, but they're the ones that are more artsy. If it's a you more will, classic, more artistic, visual creative. Yeah, yeah. It's a more of a visual thing. They care about fonts and they care about, you know, borders and shadows and, and they,
1: they, keep up with all the latest design trends and they're just really good at making things to keep things things looking, you know, updated and modern. And there's also some science that goes into it. These two, the UX and the UI designers have to be connected at the hip because workflow, uh, is going to be enhanced by the look of things, or it, it attracts your eye to the next logical step. And so these are two very important roles.
2: Yeah, we're, we're definitely big believers that form follows function, you mm-hmm. know, so like the UX designers have to work with the UI designers and they have to make the stuff, you know, before the UI designers working on it. But people also buy with their eyes. Yes. And I, I can't tell you how many times I've opened up a piece of software or downloaded an app on my phone or went to a, a website and I was just like, Why? <laughs> Why would I use this? It could be, there are things that are totally functional that I have not used because they're ugly. And uh, I I can't be the only person that does that. I think that's probably a pretty common thing. You know, we are used to things looking professional and looking beautiful and looking amazing. And uh, that doesn't happen without really talented people Mm -hmm. dedicating time to it. But I would say that the design phase is a lot, it's, it's more about, it's about more than just it being pretty. Um, having a prototype is super, super valuable. So one of my things that I say all the time is that the most expensive thing you can do when you're building software is give developers question marks. Yes. So... Uh, like having a de- having a prototype that you can then give to the dev team, and you can say, "Okay, these are the screens designs that go with these user stories." Uh, it kind of cuts down the time that the, des- the developers are spending working on it, um, sure. and it gives them a very high standard. Order now. We're very, very picky that uh, the developers match these designs. You know, it's not always going to be pixel perfect, mm-hmm. but we're very, very picky. And me and uh, my other uh, founder, uh, we always every week we're looking at everything and being like, "No, that's junk. Go fix that. That <laughs> doesn't look right. Go check the design again." Uh, and we get lots of steps in there. Yeah. So it's a it's a tool for the developers. But more important than that it's it's a tool that you can go out as a client and test so there it
1: is
0: yeah
2: we, yeah so like one of the things that's super 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 important to me as an owner of our business is that we're actually treating our clients the way that we would want to be treated if we were in their shoes yeah and that we're not thinking about them as like a walking wallet you know. Building software is expensive. There's no way about. There's no other way around it. It is a very, very, very expensive thing, and the worst feeling in the world. And it's happened a couple of times. So there's no way around it. The worst feeling in the world for us as an agency is to build something for somebody and take twenty, thirty, forty, fifty, sixty thousand dollars of their money or more, and then for the project to die because nobody right. was actually interested in it. Yeah. And so we really push our clients to take these prototypes and get them in front of actual users. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if there's different avatars for the different types of users, let's say there's three avatars. We say, find five people for each of those avatars and take those prototypes and put them in front of them and say, Hey, sign up for this and watch them or say, Hey, uh, you know, go and add this go work through this workflow. That would be a regular part of your,
1: of using that software. And if they and can't watch figure them, it out intuitively, we've missed the mark somewhere. Or exactly. Change. Exactly.
2: You know, yeah. um, you've got to get that feedback, uh, because the, the problem is when you're building it and it's true for the client, it's true for us as a, as an agency, when you're building something, you're so close to it yep. that you can't see it with the same eyes as everybody else. And the only way to fix that is with uh, getting user feedback. And the trick is getting that user feedback before you spend, you know, tons and tons of money on development. Because development is the slowest part of the process. So we can change things really quickly in the design phase. Mm -hmm. And we can give people a prototype that they can click through where the buttons work and they can type in the fields. It's not working software. But it's... It's enough of a a facade of working software so that they can intuitively understand how it's going to work when it is working software. Right. We can do that about 15 times faster than we can actually build that same software as actual software. And so the time to make mistakes and the time to figure it out is in that prototype phase, not when we're actually developing the software. And so our design phase You could kind of call it the design and prototyping phase and feedback phase uh, gives us the way to do that.
1: So this is also a good time to take that feedback and kind of understand how somebody else would be using it. So say, for example, if somebody's building software that they are going to then resell within their own industry, (coughs) um, other agencies or other companies might do things a little bit different than you. So you're 90% there, but they're like, oh, this is how we do scheduling. So you get an idea of features or function that can be added later to a different version, or you get the chance to then take that information and say, you know what, you're right. Let's build it to suit for X, Y, Z. But it it puts the puzzle pieces onto the table for you to then make that uh, educated decision. Instead of just Making something that works for you and your you know siloed business, uh, it opens doors. And we've seen that happen a couple of times. So um, yeah. design phase is critical. The key takeaway here, I think, is spend well, to spend the time up front researching, figuring out exactly how it's <coughs> going to be. And then we can back into that design um, to make sure that UI and UX work in... in work and then number Uh two is ask the questions go out ask your customers ask the users ask the admins if they're going to be using that software in their business but get feedback so that it's not just you dictating something that makes sense in your head use actual data points and we recommend five per avatar or five per user type
2: yep exactly Let me say one other thing about our design team and our designers. And this might just sound like bragging, but I really think it's true. We have killer designers. We have amazing (laughs) designers that work for us. Um, Before I wanted to be a developer, I wanted to be a designer, and I'm terrible at it. I'm just not good. Um, But two of the people that inspired me to want to be a designer in the first place. Uh-huh. Work at Build Online. So it's like <laughs> awesome. we we yeah. have we have absolute killer designers and we have a just they're very good at making things look good. And um so uh they can do it all. Um we've done our designers have helped our clients with pitch decks for investors. Yeah, our designers have helped our. We're not a branding agency, but our designers have definitely done that for customers. Helped with branding and, and websites and that sort of thing. Um, again, we don't do that as a standalone service, but we will help people if it's if it's something that needs to be done. We just have really, really. We have a really top notch design team. They're, they're great at what they do.
1: I would encourage folks to go to buildonline.io and look at our portfolio. It's on the website. You get some examples of things that have been built before. And I agree. They're beautiful, um, form and function. So,
2: um,
1: yeah, it, I hope this has been helpful for everybody. Now, you know what goes into actually designing it. Things don't just appear. Um, Mm -hmm. there's thought and an intentionality that goes into those. So, um, if you would like to flesh out an app idea or discuss your business plan, I'm always available. You can contact me through buildonline.io. There's a web form on there, or email me Ryan Hansen at buildonline.io, and we will set something up and figure it out. If it's marketable, we're gonna work through that. Um so thank you, Ryan. Any parting words?
2: No, no, no parting words. Merry Christmas. Merry if, uh, Christmas. That's right. We're yes. going to
1: meet back up here in the new year.
2: Yeah. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Enjoy uh, enjoy your time, listeners. Thanks.
1: I love it. Thank you, sir. That is it for this episode of Behind the Business Curtain. And I will see you in 2022. <coughs> see ya.